Hey, 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 Facebook Live. We're coming at you from Bakersfield, California. So today we're going to be talking about only God can judge me, question mark. So have you ever encountered um, judgmental people? Have you ever been judged? What does that feel like? And we're going to be talking about that today. So I just want to thank you guys for joining. My name is Candy and I am Candy in the neighborhood. And this is my husband, Pastor Mario Gomez. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> crazy hey what's up guys uh yeah my name is mario and uh i have you know i i'm actually one of the connect pastors for new life bakersfield Mm -hmm. Uh, i have about 15 well over 15 years experience in in pastoring and um where you pastored at tell them a little bit about where you pastored at um let's see um long beach california uh Kalispell, Montana. That's where big, you were a senior pastor, and then yeah. you were a youth pastor where in Modesto or where? where uh, no, um, actually in in Kalispell as well. Oh, okay. Kalispell, and then I did a year in Modesto um, as a as a uh, like an administration pastor. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, we you know we just wanted to share with you guys where we're coming from and where mm-hmm. we're at and where we're headed. So yes. we're pretty excited for this new season. But what we want to do is, uh, also is um, if you could comment, you know, in, in the comment, um, you know, line section, just let us know where you're from. And um, yeah, if you like the show, make sure you hit like or the wow button, the little smiley face. Yeah, and tag somebody if you hear, you know, something that is um, that interests you, and you somebody, you know, God put somebody on your heart. Tag them, share yeah. it with your friends. You know, this is what we're doing. So um, we have, you know, life issues, life struggles. We all struggle, and we have biblical answers for every struggle. So today we're going to be talking about: um, Is it true that only God can judge me? Yeah, because, so. yeah, you know, we hear that quite a bit. And mm-hmm. actually, I think there's a song from Tupac that he says that only God could judge me. Yeah. Um, I've seen it. I actually have a few friends that have it tattooed on their arm or on their chest, you know. Um, only God could judge me. But today we're going to go ahead and, and talk with about that situation. So if you want to check out Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 through 5, it reads, Judge not that you not be judged, for mm-hmm. with the judgment you pronounce you will be judged. Mm-hmm. And with the measure you use it, it'll be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is a log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then we will see clearly to take the speck out of a brother's eye. Dang. Yeah, that's gangster. That's, you know, that's that's uh, Jesus talking, you know. And um, unfortunately, in the world that we live in, um, if you don't know any judgmental people, maybe it's because you're it. Dang. And, oh, you're <laughs> dropping them today. And, oh, and dang. The, the reason why is because all of us have some type of uh, issue with judge, with judging others. Yeah, um, it's sometimes. A, it's a fleshly habit. That it, we is, have. it is a fleshly habit. You have, on my yeah, you have a little lint or right. I mean a little string. Okay, so what happens is sometimes we judge what we don't understand. Or we judge what we envy. Oh, true. So sometimes we envy 
somebody else and that's why we judge them we talk about them we say smacking and look unless i don't know i'm just i'm just saying i think most of us have done it yeah i'm pretty sure i'm i'm guilty you know i'm gonna say i'm guilty um so what happens is you envy somebody so you'll judge them talk smack about them or you judge what you don't know and what you don't understand you may not sin like that so you judge it yeah you don't have no grace for them because you don't you don't that's not that's not your sin that's not your temptation that doesn't get you don't get tempted with those things so you can't understand why somebody else gets tempted with those things so um and it's super important when we're when we're studying for tonight's show i read some statistics on gen, on judgmental people uh in 2017 barna took a statistics of young people in their 20s, both men and women, mm-hmm. non-Christians. And out of all those people, uh, out of um, they said out of 10 people, nine of them called Christians judgmental. Yeah. You know, and that's... that's I mean, we're known for that. Right yeah. away, people are like, wow, you guys are judgmental. Yeah. I think because a few of them... Wait. Uh, wow. Well, uh, I mean... But I also But wanna... isn't that being judgmental to exactly. them saying that? Exactly. If someone's saying, well, Christians are judgmental, well, you just being judgmental too, so it turns around, you know... And, and the whole point is Jesus is saying that we should not be judgmental. We all know that Jesus... You know, that, that God is the judge. So yeah. I don't even have the power. Like I tell people, I don't have the power to judge you and damn you to hell. Mm-mm. If you don't live the kind of a lifestyle that I live, either do you have the power to do the same. Mm-mm. So it may sound sort of, um, I don't know, maybe mean, but I don't, I don't really worry about what other people are doing. As far as now, if it's hurtful to other people, then yeah, yeah, you know, I'm gonna stand for justice and what is right. But uh, Christians will continue to do what they do, and the world will do what they do. Yeah. And so this is the world that we live in. Just because we don't look like each other, smell like each other, believe like each other, a lot of times people will say like, "Oh, well, that's hey," or you know, "You don't, you just don't like me," or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest. I mean. The Christian world, there, it, it all depends on what what trend is going along on who we're going to pick on, you know whether it's going to be the Muslim or the homosexual or transgender or the drunkard or somebody in sexual all the immorality. Right now, oh yeah, all the, the Hondurans that are man. trying to that are trying to come across. But that's just you know what in the world, humans. We repeat, um, history is just repeating itself. You know what I mean? And we need to catch on to that. It's always one group and, and we get, and trust me, we can be guilty for this. We can be guilty for this. It could be one group for a while there. We were scared of all the Muslims because of ISIS and everything. So then what were we doing? What were we doing? We were judging all of them. And so right now it's the Mexicans who's next. You know, and so, um, you know, it, it doesn't, it, it continues. Yeah. And what happens is when we start to, you know, judge a people group, that's where it's, it's dangerous. Yeah. Because we put them, clump them all together in, in a, as same. Even like if they would say, let's say, let's say they would ban Christianity. 
Now you tell me, all Christians, are we the same? No. Definitely. That's why there's so many denominations. Well, not only that, it's like we go to we go from one extreme to the other. Like yeah. Westboro Baptist. I would never go to a veteran's um funeral and protested and called them baby killers and so forth. So there's yeah. there's those people they say, "Oh, we're a Christian." We know if you're a Christian, you know darn well that that is not Christ-like. Yeah. You know that that has well, nothing to do with Let's think about that because obviously they think it is Christ like that's why they're doing it. Well, it's they mis- think it's right that they're standing for righteousness and are they really because the thing is you always have to go back this is what we have to do. We have to judge ourselves. That's what we need to do. Judge ourselves and see is whatever the action that I'm doing coming from love or is my intent hate? break down is it to edify lift up and love or is it to break down to hate we have to ask ourselves that we have to judge ourselves and make a and make a judgment about ourselves and our heart and the way we talk the way we think why do we think this way you know and challenging yourself All right we well, just you know <laughs> we're not supposed to be made robots and what what happens is sometimes is we become robots we become robots and we start to judge what the media wants us to judge. You see, the media sometimes, it's fake news. The only news you get is the news that they want you to get. There always is an agenda. So the news will go along with the agenda. And so it'll get us to start judging things and, and be judgmental against something that we really don't know about. You have to always be checking your heart, checking your mind. What do I think and why do I believe this to be true? And challenge yourself. Challenge yourself. Is it true what you believe? You're standing for this. I'm standing for this. I'm going to die for this. (laughs) Well, when you do that, sometimes you judge another person that doesn't stand for that. You know? Yeah, definitely. And that's why it's so careful that, uh, you know, we're very careful with judgment. Um, we understand that we are not judges. I am not a judge, but I am a witness to God's awesome power and his, his works. Mm-hmm. And so in second Chronicles, Candy's going to, uh, you know, talk about it. a little. Yeah. Bit. And right now, if you're joining in, please let us know where you're watching from city and state again, Baker's to feel Baker's feel where are you watching from? We're on the East side. Um, if you're on the West side, North, South, let us know, but we're in the South, um, East side. And, um, we just want to know where you guys are watching from and tag share. You guys could put thumbs up. If you, you guys li- could put a heart. Yeah, you guys you, could put a wow. If go you ahead, like, sorry. if you like what you hear, go ahead and put a thumbs up. Thank you, Vel from Iowa. That's my cousin. Yep, and Eric. my aunt. You better check from yourself t- before you wreck yourself. <laughs> yep. uh, from Tucson and Marty, but go ahead with yes. The, go ahead with Wilmas is in the house. Yeah, Alice. Alice. Thank you, Alice. All right, so let's let me read um, Second Chronicles nineteen. Oops. Hold on, my thing is Second Chronicles 19, 6, 6 7. 7. King Jehoshaphat warned the appointed judges to judge carefully, for with, for with the Lord our God there is no injustice or partiality or bribery. God is not impartial. He doesn't give favoritism to people. When he judges, his, judge is per, his judgment is perfect, and it's on and point yeah. all the time. 
The danger as Christians interpret the passage was that people would judge wrongly. So it was telling them, he was telling them, judge carefully. Obviously, he's saying this because some people were not judging carefully. Yeah. We have to judge carefully. You see, our flesh, our environment, the way we grew up, our experience can shape shape some of our thinking and our judgment. And we might not necessarily be right. So that's why we have to judge carefully. See, God will give us all those answers. The Bible tells us, um, you know, stop, stop judging by mere appearances and make a right judgment. And that's found in John chapter seven, verse 24. So, and let me tell, let me talk about that, especially on appearances. Um, it's funny because just the other day, um, I worked for Kern Medical and, I always wear long sleeves, you know, or try to wear long sleeves, especially when it's colder out. But um, I ran into a person because she was listening to Christian music in the labs. So I was like, oh, I know that song. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, you know this song? And I was like, yeah. And then she's like, oh, do you go to church? I was like, yeah, I do. And I just like left it out there. You know, I didn't really say too much. Not that I'm embarrassed, but sometimes I just like to see where people are coming from. Because they would have been like, um, you're a pastor. That's exactly what, what she did. She says, you're a pastor? And I was like, yeah. She's like, I never would have guessed. And I asked her, I said, why would you, why would you say something like that? She's like, because you just don't look like one. And I was like, well, what do you pastors look like, you know? But I, I get that all the time because you guys know I'm like fully tattooed down and I don't wear like pastor clothes, you know, I don't have like pastor shoes or anything like that. But, mm -hmm. and the reason why I say that is because as you know, the church is like that. This is the culture that we have created. Mm -hmm. And I've said it before, when we invite people to church, if you invite them to church, what's the first question that they ask? What should what I? What am I gonna wear? What should I wear? What right? Are you what, wearing? I, yeah, what am what I supposed to wear? Yeah. What am I gonna wear? And I'm like, just wear clothes. How about mm -hmm. get, just wear clothes? Yeah. And, and or I didn't go to church because I didn't have anything to wear. Oh yeah, I like that one. Yeah. yeah. But that's worst shot that. That's just, that's just an excuse. That. <laughs> that's just an excuse. So um. No, Steve said that. Oh, so, did he? Yeah, he didn't have nothing to wear. Oh, but okay. that's because he thinks that he's supposed to wear a certain right attire. Be because why? As the church, that's the that's the culture that we have created. Mm -hmm. As the church, we said, this is the way you should look. Mm -hmm. This is the way a pastor should look. This is the way a Christian should look. This is the way, right, somebody who goes to church should look or act or think or talk. And I was thinking about that, just the misjudgment of people, of, of churchgoers or people who are church followers. Like, to really think about it, I was thinking about this. Do I know much about the Muslim belief? Not much, mm -mm. right? Um, I, I I have I have thoughts about it, but I don't really know much. I've about... been listening to a lot, but I have not read the Quran. But let's so just go like to their dress to... attire. Do you know yeah. why they dress that way? Probably, Probably not. Okay, so just like a lot of people who are not Christian, yeah. They don't know either. They don't know either. That but would be they'll like, judge it. Yeah, and that'll be, that would it. be like me judging them for something that maybe I don't agree mm -hmm. with or I don't look at or we don't, you know, we don't look the same. So it goes both ways. The whole point of Jesus talking about this is be careful to judge and 
don't throw rocks. I mean, we understand that scripture. Don't throw rocks because, number one, it's easy to get rocks thrown back at you. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole basis of judgment because there's consequences. The Bible warns judgmental people that they will be judged by the same measure Mm. with which they are judged by others in Matthew 17. Deuteronomy, yeah, Deuteronomy 1 through 17 suggests that judgment belongs only to God, not to humans. Rather than being judgmental, the Bible instructs people to have compassion and empathy for others. Ephesians 4 32. Okay, so let's talk about this because a lot of people that like to judge, yeah. they'll say, well, there's right judgment, which is true. true. There's right judgment right. because they'll be like, well, why did God give the judges? Why is there books of ju- judges? I'm sorry, burped up my coffee. But why are there judges? Why are there, you know, men and women in the Bible? Like there's Deborah, the judge, and there's all these judges that had to give um, wisdom, mm-hmm. wisdom to the children of Israel. Well, just like we have judges now, they have to judge you know, rightfully, they should be judging um, according to justice and righteousness. Right. Now, that doesn't mean the judgment that takes away that that only God <laughs> judges. OK, yeah. because there is judgment here on earth and there is judgment, the judgment that condemns us to how or the judgment that uh, okay. allows us to go to heaven. Wait, right? Let me stop right there. OK, let me stop right, let's okay. talk about that. Wait. Earlier, before we got on, we were talking about, because it drives me up the wall when I hear people say, only God could judge me. And Candy's like, I know that would drive you up the wall because, you know, like sometimes you don't, well, I don't understand their way of thinking. Mm -hmm. So help viewers and me understand that kind of thinking. Well, when you say that, like, I can see his point of view where he's all like, that's like an excuse or whatever. But no, my way of thinking is only God can judge me, but we need to understand what kind of judgment. There are different types of judgment. Now, only God can judge me on my sin and and sending me to hell or allowing me to come to heaven. He's the one that forgives and he's the one that if we don't ask him for forgiveness, he's going to, he's going to, we're going to have to stand before him at judgment and he will judge. That's the kind of judgment that I'm saying that only God can judge because only God can judge there. Yes. Now there are judgment here. People, there's judges all over the place. You just don't know. Your parents are judges. Okay. They have to make decisions. And they have to judge according to justice and righteousness for you. Right. Your teachers have to be judges. The The principal has to be judged. The culture that we live in of only God could judge me. When I hear this, it sounds like a license to ill. It sounds like a license. Well, I'm doing this and you have nothing to say about it. I don't have anything to say about it. Because just like you don't have anything to say about how I worship or how I live in my life. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, but when somebody is saying only God can judge me, that's already because they already have experienced some of the wrath or the judgment from religious people. 
That's why. You think we, so? Yes, yes, yes. Religious people are all over the place. <laughs> they come out the woodwork. They crawl out of rocks. And all of a sudden, they see you and they start judging you. Yes. The thing is that because when when you don't... I mean, I think people even that grow up in church see it. But people that don't grow up in church, like myself, I never fit it in. I never fit in. I'm sorry. I wasn't good enough. And, I, and if I even wanted a tiptoe, tiptoe on that side, they will remind me that I was not one of them. So I'm just saying that I can understand when you, so then what is the person that, that is already getting judged, getting rejected, um, getting rejected? You can't even, the thing is that they don't even have the power to reject you. Yeah. So that's why I, but you don't know that because they're living supposedly the holy life. They're, they're the picture of what we think holiness is. Why? Because we don't read the Bible. We don't know the truth. So, so that person <laughs> looks like like the example of holiness. And then right. when they say that we're not enough, we believe it sometimes. But what we'll do is, even though deep down inside we'll be like, yeah, we're that's true. I'm full of sin. And what do you call it? We'll throw out out of fighting, you know, fighting trying to fight that well only god could judge me and so i don't think it's a license to 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 sin that that excuse to oh well only god could judge me let me continue to live my way um i think that some people probably do but i think that's out of anger and i think that that's a protective me- mechanism and not i mean and not only that in reality that that type of judgment only god can judge us yeah cuz it's almost like a oxy i mean it's almost like it's a contradicting statement. When only God could judge me, why would you have to yell that out if you really believed that? Well, that's what I was telling you. Because deep down inside, you're already feeling condemned because what other people that know God and are in a relationship with God are telling you. Okay. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get I get Even it. Even though you're but listening to saying, them like, and wouldn't... you're like, it doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right. I'm gonna, they it, obviously know because they're reading the Bible. So they obviously know something that I don't know. As a 43-year-old man, if I went off of what people judged me about, I wouldn't be right where I'm at today. You know what I'm saying? If I allowed people, if I allowed people to judge me and try to keep me aware. Because you, people, you know how it is. People want to label you. Right. I mean, I've been I've been labeled even mm-hmm. in the Christian community. Oh, like Mario's too edgy. Like he's all tattooed out. Yeah, totally. He got those tattoos before he came to Christ. Like they even want to put things on you before they even know anything about you. Mario just says things, you know, mm-hmm. to uh, catch an audience or, you know, to to get a one liner. That's mm-hmm. absolutely if you ever sit down with me and have a conversation with me, it's absolutely not true. The whole point that I I'm I want to talk to people about is the importance of being careful. Yeah, because being we careful. judge a lot we, of stuff that we don't know. There's consequences of judgment. Mm-hmm. We just talked yes. about it. We just read it. And another be thing, be quiet, man. <laughs> yeah, if for real, be quiet. There are consequences for every word we say. The Bible says every idle word that you say will be held accountable. Do you understand? You're held accountable for every word you say. Now, now, listen. You're covered by the blood of Jesus. You believe in Jesus. You're gonna be. You're gonna. You're saved. But trust me, that you. When we go to judgment, what do you think is gonna happen? Yeah. 
What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, we're not going to hell because thankfully that God, that Jesus took every sin from us. But what do you think yeah. we're going to judgment for those that are in Christ? We're going, we have an account still. We have to have, we have an account. We're yeah. going to stand before him. That's why every idle word that we say, we got to be careful, even though we're in Christ, even though we're going to go to heaven, we're, we still have an account. Like what, you know, in, in Spanish, it's like, Cuentas, vamos a tener cuentas with God. Like God is going to be like, come here now. I need to talk to you. Yeah, you're going to be in heaven because you believed in Jesus and you let Jesus, you know, cleanse you. His blood cleansed all your sins. But we still have an account. Right. We got cuentas. And cuentas so, claras. God is about cuentas claras. So that's where sometimes we talk about things that we don't know. Sometimes we judge things yeah. that we don't know. And I, I, I'm telling I'm talking to myself because sometimes... I run my mouth too much and then I forget. I forget that I'm going to be judged for every word that I'm saying. Um, you know, that God's going to talk to me like, Candy, you talk too much. But I forget sometimes. And I'm remembering when I listen to scripture like, okay, yes, I'm going to heaven because I'm in Christ. But yes, God is going to stand before me and say, why did you say that? Especially, why did you say that when you're representing me? Well, not only that, that's why he talks about in Ephesians 4.32 are the things that coming out of your mouth, is it out of empathy and compassion? Yeah. Or are they just, and, and even if they're, you know, because I, you guys know sometimes I get sarcastic, you know, that's like my defense tool, I guess. Mm, so annoying. It's wow. So, it's so mean and annoying. Is I, that, like, is that yeah. compassionate and no, empathy? It's not. And you see, I gotta be, mercy? I gotta be held accountable for that. Yeah. So, I, but wait, I'm gonna ask but God. Wait, but wait, hold on. This one, I'm gonna ask God because you <laughs> did provoke on. me. He oh provoked me to anger. So <laughs> maybe this one. Yeah. Dang, you are loud, mother. Uh, did what? <laughs> are you judging me? Okay, wait, I know. Only God could judge Only me. Only God could judge me. Mm. <laughs> okay, wait. Okay. Okay. And Sar- the, and but yes, you, your sarcasm is so mean. Yeah. It's it, so mean because I don't even know when he's at, for real or when he's joking because his sarcasm is just the same. And when he jokes, he does the same thing. So I'm just like, and, and for me, you know, I'm like in Christ, I'm trying to be like, Lord, watch my mouth. Don't get crazy. Don't get ghetto. Don't get crazy. So I'm like, Lord, look at him right now. Just look at him. I'm like, literally. And he'll be sarcastic. He just said something. So in that, it's only 20 seconds of a pause. But for me, it's like two minutes within me because I'm fighting within me if I'm going to say something or not. So what I'm doing is right there, I'm like, Lord, look at this right now. Look at him. Mm -hmm. He being sarcastic again. Should I fight this one? And usually the Holy Spirit tells me no, but I'm like, Lord, I just can't, I can't. This one, I'm just going to have to. All right. So sarcasm is mean, but what, what, yeah. were, we, what were you talking about the sarcasm? Because that's, no. that's what you go to sometimes. Yeah, like I go to go-to. sarcasm. Well, a lot of us go to different things mm-hmm. um, to better ourselves against the person that we're talking to or we're judging, you know, like 
like seriously to feel that's superior what, yeah to feel feel that you're better than that person and so i want to be careful i mean we just read in ephesians 4 32 talking about compassion and empathy mm-hmm. are the things that come outside of your mouth compassion and empathy the person that walks through your church that smells like alcohol do you have compassion and empathy for them the person that comes to your local fellowship not quite dressed or not even at church but in your workplace on your block your neighbors are we really compassionate and do we have empathy for people and their situations people who don't smell like you who don't look like you who don't believe like you who don't act like you or are we constantly in the judgment phase well you know and and it's just it's not a good thing Mm -mm. it's not it's definitely not uh, a christ character to be judgmental when he constantly talks to us about being careful with judgment and also the consequences of judgment Mm -hmm. and we're going to move right into the benefits the benefits of being merciful and not judgment so that not judgmental so that person that you see that doesn't quite look like you or dress like you or act like you i mean can you have empathy yeah. and compassion and be can friends and can you guys befriend can you, them right now um let us know um i mean if you want to be real because yeah. some people are like oh i don't want to really tell because some people i know and then they're going to be on here and then they're going to be looking i don't know so if you want to be just real um where do you feel that you have judged somebody so i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you where i feel that i've judged so i've judged people okay i feel like i judge people um that that i feel like are judgmental because i'm a fighter and so i always want to fight to defend people i'm i'm always i'm an advocate so i'm always trying to defend people so if anybody is trying to be mean or bullying or being very judgmental, I will come against them and be very judgmental and try to be even extra mean to them. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is not right because two evils, it doesn't work. You're supposed to repay evil for good. But then I'm like, nah, they're being mean to her. Um, so I'll give you a scenario. Um, a girl, she called, you know, uh, uh, this is a few of them because I've had this situation a few times. So Throw we're, a disclaimer out there, like it's not at your work or yeah, it's not, it's not my, like your no. cousin or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, no. Cause, cause you it, know how people are. They're always trying to catch you slipping. Anyways, go ahead. So. Well, if it's you, I'm not going to say your name. So if it's you, if it's you don't, don't worry, I ain't going to say your name. Anyways. Um, call me crying that, you know, she's been um, kind of like excommunicated from her church and her family because all her family goes to the church. And um, the things that they were saying to her. First of all, she's their mother. The things they were saying to her, literally telling her to go to hell. Um, her grandchildren were telling her she was going to go to hell. Um, I mean, it was just, and this woman was crying, just bawling. So what happened to me? Um, I'm hearing her and I'm talking to her and I, and I have, and I pray with her and I'm trying to tell her, I'm trying to speak the gospel into her and trying to, um, speak life into her because God still loves her. Even though that assembly didn't love her, uh, even if, um, if you know the her whole family 
her almost her whole family is there. So if even if her whole family turned, um, you know, turned their back on her and didn't like her or did, you know, just condemned her, God still loves her. And it took me a while, it took me probably a good month of just counseling with her to get that God loved her because she couldn't hear. She's like, no, no, I am a sinner. I should just go back, you know. And I wasn't telling her to go back or not. But do you understand what that does, that judgmental, that judgmental spirit does to a person? It broke her. It broke her to the point where she was like, I should just, I wish I, I wish God would just take me. I wish God would just let me die. But I'm so scared that if he did take me, I'm going to hell because I left, you know. So I'm like, what happens when a person thinks that they leave a church or leave a, a certain denomination and they're like, I'm going to hell because I left there. Because yeah. they're, they're the only ones that are going to heaven. Yeah. And it's, so that's where I get, yeah. I start judging them, you know? Yeah. And that's not, them. that's not yeah. good. So that's where I find myself. Um, mm-hmm. I start judging religious people because mm-hmm. it, I think that that's the worst out of anything because people depend on religious people people depend on people that look holy because when you're hurt and broken you turn to people that you think that know God to give you some answers and when the answers that they give you only kill you and kill your spirit that's not good and so that's why that one that hurt that makes me mad it makes me want to fight like it wants me to like who are they like and so I had to be careful what I said to her because they were still her children right you know, and yeah. so this is not just one person. I've had actually, I want to say three mothers that their children went to one church and she, they went to another church and that's what was going on. And then I had a daughter that she wanted to go to another church than where her parents were and her parents were actually going to disown her. I'm like, Ugh. Yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. There's a word for that. I don't get I, it. There's a word for that. How are you going to disown your kids? Like, I just don't get it. So that's the one where I judge. I start judging them. Like, I start saying, they're retarded. And I say ugly things. And then I'm like, Lord, help me. Like, how pe- they're hateful. They're ugly. I can't stand these people. I get so upset. And then I have to pray and ask God, like, God, take that out of me. I can't repay evil, you know, with evil. Yeah. So that's where I judge. That's my most one. That one right there. That's yours? Yeah, that one's mine. That one's mine. I, I start judging people that are judgmental and kick people out of the kingdom when they don't have no authority to kick people out of the kingdom. I judge people who have excuses. Oh, as yeah. You know, like, do. Yeah, dude. Like, it's it's not good. It's not good. And obviously, I have to go before the Lord and be like, Lord... Man, created me a clean heart so I won't sin against you, you know, because people who have excuses drive me up the wall. I'm like, dude, just stop, which I have plenty of excuses, but sometimes I think mine are better than theirs. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, sometimes I'm sometimes like, sometimes we think um, that. You got some excuses too, but you yeah. know, if I would ever, when, when he's saying in that mode, when he's in that mode and he's all like, no, people just got excuses. Why are you going to say you're going to do something and you don't do it? It's just an excuse. That's it. It's point blank. It's an excuse. No, it's, and not, even, it's not even so much, you know, doing what you say you're going to do. Because I um, sometimes I fail. I fail in that area. I, I, fa- I think I, everybody I, I fail in that area. So 
I'm not judgmental about that. I'm judgmental when it's like, dude, like it's to me, it seems pretty simple, pretty cut and dry. Like, just do it, you know, like it's Mm -hmm. definitely one of the issues of mine. But then and that's where Ephesians 432 comes in that says we need to have empathy and compassion Mm -hmm. because this is what the church does, including Mario Gomez. This is what we do. We judge people off of sinning, not quite like what we sin about. So we'll be like, oh, my God, like that dude smelled like alcohol and he came to church or we seen them seen them partying last night and then they came or whatever the case may be. Right. We see that. Mm -hmm. But yet we forget in Scripture that, you know, it's not it's sinful to be to Mm -hmm. to be a glutton. It's sinful. Mm-hmm. It's not it do it plainly says that. Mm-hmm. So we do yeah. we do a really good job of pointing other people's uh issues and being judgmental mm-hmm. about certain things. Um but it, like we read the big log that we have in our own eye. Yeah. You know, and that's something that the Lord's working with me about. Like I like as you guys know within the church, people are good hearers. They're good hearers. Like, I can listen to, you know, I hear it all the time. Pastor, I listen to, like, T.D. Jakes, Francis Chan. I read this book. I did that. I go to this Bible study. I go to the that Bible study. I hang around with Christians. And their life does not reflect anything mm-hmm. of that of Christ. Not one thing. Yeah. And it says because the wise man is a doer. Yeah. He's a doer. We're not talking about salvation. That's a free gift. Yeah. But a wise man is a doer of the word. Mm-hmm. And in Christianity... It's difficult. And even people that are not Christians know that we are not doers. We're good at at being sayers and hearers, but we're not good doers. We're not good at loving other people that aren't like us. Yeah. That don't have the same excuse as I do. Yeah. That don't have the same look as I do. That don't believe the same way that I do. Yeah. You know, and these are, I'm talking about hard fact issues, like issues right now that are in the world from immigration to, you know, uh, marriage between whoever you want to marry, all these different things, transgender, all these different things. And the reason why I bring these things up, because these are real life things that us as the church and us as the world, as us as human beings that we deal with. Yeah. So how do we have empathy and compassion for and people love, and, and love, love and, for, mercy. and mercy, just like God had mercy mm-hmm. on me for my sins and he continues to mm-hmm. just like he has mercy for you for your sins yeah. and, and the things that you have issues of life with and and you know for me the thing is that that i see that everybody has their own walk with christ they have their own walk with christ like once i had that encounter encounter with jesus a real encounter with him and he changed my the desires of my heart. I changed. Right. I changed. And I and sometimes what happens is we want people to change, but they haven't even had an encounter with God. Jesus isn't real like that for them. How do you expect them to change? So what you do is you continue to give them the word and you continue to pray for them and you continue to pray that they have an encounter, a real encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. Because really, <clears throat> you banging them on the head, what is that? Who? 
did that work? I mean, it didn't work for me, but I, I had a, well, when well, I change, I know what it, what it's like to radically be changed and to leave everything behind. Like everything that I, that I thought was right. Everything that I was down for everything that I wanted to do. Dude, I left it. Yeah. I left it because I had an encounter with him and I found out that Jesus is everything and everything that I had before was nothing. And everything that I knew before was a lot, a lot of the things that I knew before about God and heaven and religion. It was all a lie. It was a cluster from here, from there, from everywhere. Right. I had clusters of beliefs from everywhere. I mean, I'm talking about it was so jacked up, you know, I mean, witchcraft mixed up with with catholicism. god catholicism yeah. witchcraft and that was god like you would go get a cleansing New from a stuff. spiritual um you know a spiritual woman and i'm like dude that's witchcraft now i know it's witchcraft there's some of my family still does it and i'm yeah. all like dude stop doing it it's witchcraft yeah. but they do it in the name of the holy spirit so i had all kinds of cluster of stuff that was about God and heaven and how to get to heaven and all that was like it's rubbish I had to let it go I had to renounce so much stuff because it is not even in the Bible and I'm here to tell anybody I don't it doesn't matter who you know my family or whoever wants to debate about it let's have a let's have coffee and debate it if it doesn't stand on the word of God it's a lie dude it's a lie because that's what you're saying you believe in Jesus you're a Christian but it doesn't stand on the word of God, then it, then you have to, this is, it's so hard. It's so hard to let go of what you believe to be true for so many years. But this is where, it, it, the, the what is it called? The, the... Rubber meets the road? Yep. What he said. <laughs> I don't know those sayings. But this is where, where, you know, the rubber meets the road. When you start, when you first come to Christ, you're just so on, 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 just in love with him. You have that encounter. But when you start reading the word of God and he starts showing you and opening your eyes, you start to see, oh my God, a lo- most of the stuff that I believed of, of God, about God and his kingdom was a lie, dude. And I had to let go of so many. So what happens when everything that you grew up knowing since you were 10 years old, and you're 37 years old to be truth and you found out it's a lie. How do you let that go? Yeah. And you, you, it's hard. It's hard. So so what happens is you have to really have an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ because then you'll look and you'll be like, I will let go of deception for the truth. And I want truth. And you, when you're, uh, what is it? A seeker of truth. Yeah. When you're a seeker of truth, you will find truth. Instead, a lot of people, they seek to debunk things. They seek to to put down things. Mm-hmm. But when you're a seeker of truth, you'll find truth. Yeah, that's At, really true. Some people yeah. read the Bible just so they could debunk it. <laughs> yeah. They read the Bible so they can mock it. You see, we can go and sit with somebody that believes something different. And how about let's just have conversation. Right. But not to go to go mock them or not to. Or even even debate them because we see the life of Jesus when he. That's w- true. When he went and it's talked no, to the woman. Debate. When he went and talked to the woman at the well. It was a conversation and mm-hmm. it started with a conversation. And look at how Jesus reveals himself to her. 
Mm-hmm. He didn't come out like in all of his glory. Like he could have brought his angels with him. He mm-hmm. could have did so many different things. But he came, he revealed himself to her, to the woman at the well. Mm-hmm. Gentle. He didn't be like, hey, nice to meet you, Jesus Christ. You know, uh, I'm going to die. I'm the I'm gonna, son of God. Yeah, I'm the son Bow of God. Down. I'm gonna die. Here, Bow down. let me do a couple of miracles for you. And then so that you could believe. No, it yeah. started with conversation. And in Luke 6, 37, the benefits of having mercy on people. See, what happens is when we view others with compassion instead of judgment, according to the Bible, it brings followers into better alignment with God's will. Amen. You know what? I'm not going to believe exactly like you. I won't even, you know, we probably won't even have the same thought as how to raise children, how to comb your hair. I don't know, whatever it is. Um, We may not believe in certain things like that. The thing about it is when we could have compassion for other people and their culture and their lifestyle and and have empathy for them. Now, the religious person the Pharisee will be like, oh, so then you're saying, believe me. Oh, so then you're saying then that lifestyle is okay. Well, that lifestyle is okay. Number one, how could you have a conversation with the point of reference of being the Bible if they don't even believe in it? How can how can you? Yeah. It, it's very difficult because they're already jaded. Mm-hmm. They're already jaded. Mm-hmm. And so through, I again, back with the conversation between Jesus, right? Yes. And the woman, it was through his character. He, they, they didn't even hang around. They didn't hang around with the Samaritans. Yeah. They, w- they would walk, they would walk all the way around. Yeah. But he stood there and talked to her and had compassion and empathy because it said she had Many husbands, right? Yeah. And the one that you're with right now is not not yours. Is not your husband. And reveals her whole life to her, right? Her life, the way she was living. Now, come on, some of you that are out there. If the Lord revealed your life to you at a well, Mm. right? Would you, when you went back to go give the water to your friends, right? If he's revealing stuff, would you go back and be like, hey, there's this dude at the well. He just told me all my life and he could tell you. Well, or would we live in hiding? Yeah. Well, it depends. <laughs> you know, it depends. Because she didn't care. This is what I'm telling you right here. What happened to me. When you have that encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ, you don't even care. She dropped her bucket. She didn't care. She wanted to tell right. the whole world about Jesus Christ. I have a past, dude. I have a past. Jesus made her an evangelist to her people. Right then and there. Yep. And right the, then and there. And people could be like, how in the world could he do something? Because he's God. He's Jesus. Yes. God manifested in the flesh. His love is perfect. According to John the Beloved, there's no darkness in his love. So right now, the people that are watching or listening, he wants to use you. But people have talked about you, have judged you. Yes, even people in the church and maybe your own family, your own friends. People have talked about you, said, oh, you're this or that. They wanted to label you for this or that. You can't do that. You can't do this. I remember your past. Well, Mm -hmm. I want to remind you of the future 
that you have in Christ. Yeah. And it's way more awesome than you could ever imagine, mm-hmm. you could think of, and more greater than the haters mm-hmm. that are in your life. Yeah. And so there's always going to be judgmental people. Yeah. But can we have mercy tonight? Can we have mercy for people who do not think like mm-hmm. you, act like you, dress like you, didn't grow up the same way as you? Can 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 we have empathy and love on people? Yeah. See, if she wouldn't have, if she would have cared about her past and that that, that fear, right. the fear of someone judging her or the fear of failure or any fear that would have got in the middle of her and her, you know, this journey because i know that she became an evangelist she's she's evangelizing <laughs> yeah. you you don't think she's if at that moment she's just like you have to come to see the man what do you think happened with her life afterwards it doesn't talk about it but i bet i mean when you have that encounter with the lord jesus christ like you can't stop talking about him yeah. i it's it's on december 2nd which what's today the third right Yesterday, it was yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday was six years that I gave my life to the Lord. I had a dream that I died and I was begging him that if he would give me another chance, I would serve him all the days of my life. And yeah. I haven't looked back. I haven't looked back. I had an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ and I haven't looked back. And I'm here to tell you guys that like the Samaritan woman, her past, my past, is dirty like that too. It has a lot of stuff. And a lot of people sometimes want to remind me of, of of my past because that would keep me in my place. But I'm here to tell you that it had to take the Lord Jesus Christ to really, really deal with my heart that I don't care about my past. I don't care that I'm not going to let that stop me. I'm still going to preach the gospel. I'm still going to tell you that Jesus loves you. He loves you. He wants a a relationship with you. And to be careful what you say. Be wise. Don't be foolish. Be a doer, a hearer, and a doer of the word. Don't just sit there and just get, you know, full with God's word and just it's in you and you don't do nothing with it. Yeah. And we're going to come to a closing here. Hey, if you like what you guys are hearing, if you could put a thumbs up or a smiley face or a heart, if you could also uh, just let us know where you're listening from. Yes. And don't forget, uh, you could catch this on I, uh, Apple iPod. Mm-hmm. You could catch it on Spotify. You could catch it on Anchor. Um, there's there's cool ways to listen. Yes. Um, but we just want to share with you guys, guys. It's important that we're not judgmental. Yes. To to have mercy and compassion. In the book of Luke, when Jesus was reclined, it says that he was reclined and he was hanging out with the tax collectors. He was he, he was hanging around with the crazy sinners, right? And then the 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 preachers of the time, right? The Pharisees come by and they're like you know, what are you doing there? I'm paraphrasing. You can find it in the in the book of Luke. Mm-hmm. But wh- why are you there? Like, what's going on? And he, Jesus rebukes him. He tells him, why don't you go learn mercy and compassion? I'm tired of your religious acts, you know? Yeah. And some of us, we need to learn mercy and compassion for one another. Mm-hmm. And first start with yourself yeah. and start at your home <laughs> and start at your workplace and with your family and beyond. And it is a process. Thank you, Laurie. 
there. It, it, yeah. it definitely is a process. Yes. You know, um, a lot of people, can we be changed instantaneously? Absolutely. Yes. We could be changed overnight. But can we give room for people to go through the process just like the Apostle Paul, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he gets saved and there was, I mean, think about it. He was a Christian hunter. Yeah, he He, he went out and killed children, men, women. Like, come on, man. Imagine if he was in our time. He gets saved and would you want him at your home Bible study? Mm-mm. <laughs> Not for a while, right? Mm-mm. Until he puts in some work. Until you know that he's legit and real. And yeah. so a lot of us, we need to give room for mercy, compassion, and grace to people who, man, who need it out there. Jesus came, right, for the hurt, broken, lost, the loved. Yes. But I hope that today the word that we have given you guys, man, all it is is to inspire yeah. and to bring life change according to the Holy Spirit so that we are not judgmental people. Think yeah. about it. Dude, I have family and friends. I have family and That's... friends that have walked away from Christ because they haven't met the mark in religion. Man-made rules that people have made and my family and friends have walked away. Some of them have become heroin addicts. Some of them have become, man, just went, I mean, just, man, upside down. And I have compassion for them. I love them. I believe that if Jesus was represented rightfully mm-hmm. on who Jesus really is, not re- not religion, but a relationship with Jesus, mm-hmm. that their life would be turned around. Definitely. How hurtful is that? How hurtful to tell uh, for a mother to tell a daughter that she would never forgive her because of a lifestyle that she lives. Hmm. Right? This is coming from a pastor's wife to a pastor's daughter. That is hurtful. That is very sad. And how many people are walking in our streets and into our church looking for love, mercy, and compassion. But they find judgment, the stare, the glare. Oh, look at her. Look at the way she's dressed. Right? Oh, look at him. Look at the way he looks. Look at the way they smell. Yeah. Well, I wonder. I wonder what's in your heart. Yeah. You know, so we, hey, it's really sad. We we appreciate you guys. We, if you like what you hear, make sure you put a thumbs up. Yeah. Let's answer some of let, these questions. Let us know where you're, uh, you're, you're listening from. And we really appreciate you guys. Did you know in the future, you know, what, uncle Mark, I heard about that. Did you know that we will judge angels? I've heard about that before. I don't know. So I can't comment on it. Um, we do live in grace today, and it's super important um, that we understand. Fuentes. Christina Fuentes. Word, Mario. Great explanation. Thank you, Christina. Hey, let us know where you are from. Yeah, uh, where from. are you from? Yeah, where you're hearing from. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Eli, thanks, hey. man. We appreciate you. Go up. Yeah. Is recognizing sin in others judging? No, it is not. Mm-mm. It is not judging if you recognize sin in somebody else. And you're what, just telling them, you know, <laughs> that's that's correction. Yeah. And people want to turn it into judgment. Yeah, they can. Because you you're not be living like, you're you're 
they want to continue to live that lifestyle. Yeah, you could tell so. them, I'm not judging you. I'm, this is correction. I'm just <laughs> yeah. trying to tell you. Yeah. So um, Laura is saying, would it be better to enjoy, to see the process of someone's life and see their final product in him? Yes. Instead of saying, ooh, she's bad and being able to be there on the outside looking in with no judgment and see the process of God's beauty. It, yes. Yes. I mean, you know, it's like a caterpillar turning into uh, a butterfly. Be- when it's in the cocoon, it turns into a mush. It becomes a soup. It probably looks ugly in that process, but it becomes the butterfly. We're going to cut off the podcast right now. So thank you for joining us on um, podcast. We will see you guys next week. What are we going to be talking about next week? Next week, we're talking about the difficult people in life. We need to love the difficult people in life. So how do we deal with the difficult people in our lives?